0: We made this.
1: Hi folks, it's Tim here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to take a few seconds to tell you about an upcoming charity event that my partner Kirsty and I are hosting next month called the Charity Geekathon. Uh, we do it every year and we basically do um, a 24-hour-ish movie marathon and this year we're watching every Disney animated movie from the 90s to raise money for a local kid called Carter who has cerebral palsy. Um it's a cause that we're really passionate about because my big sister Tilly uh, also has cerebral palsy, but Carter is only 2 years old. So we're raising money to give him a great start in life. We start at nine am on Saturday the thirteenth of April, and we'll be finishing on Sunday at five twenty-four am. Oh oh god! Or if we hit our target of seven hundred quid before, then we have to watch another bonus movie as well. And we're already twenty-five percent of the way to our target, so we're doing pretty good. Um, But if you think this is a good cause, uh, like we do, and you have a few quid going spare, or if you want to see how you can get live updates throughout the weekend, um, you can head over to our page, which is justgiving.com forward slash geekathon4. That's justgiving.com forward slash geekathon4. Thanks, and uh, on with the podcast. In my expressive arts class when I was in uh, school... I did. A, I wrote an essay all about um, the guy from Corn's microphone stand. <laughs>
0: With the boobies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did his microphone have boobies? Po- very pointy
0: nipples, if I remember. So we could uh, grab something while we were singing. I right, have a quick fondle. Yeah. I
1: didn't even like Corn. <laughs> Welcome to Without a Mouse Podcast, the podcast where we watch and review the obscure and forgotten live action Disney movies on the hunt for a hidden gem. And it's a proper episode again this week. Hooray! Chris is back in the seat. Hello. Hello. Hi, Chris. So glad you're feeling better now. Ish. Ish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was. I've then Germany happened. Yeah. And now.
1: You've had you've had a weekend, haven't you? Yeah, a, just a, bit a bit of a weekend.
0: Yep. Um, so tell us what <coughs> happened. I mean, I've uh, covered this in another podcast, which I have to plug now for context, so the Indy, that's I-N-D-Y corner.com, look for uh, a podcast called Lost in Dusseldorf, where I I end up doing a near five-hour podcast with my mate, because we got stranded in Dusseldorf overnight. (laughs) Is it
1: literally just unedited, just five hours of...
0: Yeah. Wow! At one point, we were cheering on like the guy bringing him the bread at the bar we were sat at. Right,
1: I've I've yet to listen to it. I haven't I haven't really committed five hours of my time to it.
0: Well, if you listen to the first hour and a half and like the final half hour, you miss all the rest and stuff. Right, okay. So so I'd do that if I were you.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Yeah, but overall, quite stressful. Now I'm at war with Flybe because they won't give me compensation, so.
1: Yeah, I'd seen you tweeted that today. Yeah. So what was their excuse for not giving it if they cancelled your
0: flight and left you there? Uh, Apparently, because they're basing off the first flight. So to give a quick bit of context, I had two flights cancelled on me on that day. Right. The first flight got grounded because of a thunderstorm, so, act of God, fair enough. Right. They've, they of course, are going to legislate against that. Um, the second one got cancelled due to technical issues. Now, I'm trying to claim on that basis of a second one because it's fair fault. Yeah. For it being grounded. Absolutely. They're claiming that because the second flight was a ticket they gave me free of charge. Quotes.
1: Then you can't claim. Uh, that I'm that.
0: not eligible, but I'm not being funny. But if I've paid for a flight. I've paid 60 quid for it. Then they give me another one. Surely it's basically a swap or whatever the legal term is. It's not free of charge for the other flight. Surely that's just like their branding.
1: Yeah, so fly beacon for cough then. Yeah, basically,
0: you cunts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so that's what you've been doing recently. I've I've spent the last two days hunkered down in our living room watching the uh, Gilmore Girls revival in its entirety. Any good? Um... It's interesting. You've you've not watched any Gilmore Girls, have um, no, you? No, I've never not no. No, it's um, basically the last season of Gilmore Girls. The original
0: showrunner wasn't involved in, mm. and then um, oh, I've heard about this. I think my sister Tommy didn't like the writer delivery at the end of like the season finale before then really fuck things up. So yeah, kind of left yeah. it on
1: a bit of a cliffhanger. But then the um, the final series um, was very. It got very mixed opinions on it. Right. Um, and so this revival, at the same time as um, incorporating all the changes that were made in the last season, mm. also basically rehashes the same plot as the last season. Um, right. as uh, with Because it's the original showrunner, uh, Amy Sherman-Palladino. Um, who, and basically she's just saying, this is how I would have done it. <laughs> but it just like, because we've been watching... We've been watching Goodmore Girls for the first time at the minute on Netflix. So having just seen season seven and then gone straight into the revival where it's just repeating a lot of the kind of conflicts of season seven, it's just a bit boring.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And yeah.
1: there's some really odd choices that are made as well. There's like this massive like musical segment in the middle which feels completely out of place and drags on way longer than necessary.
0: Why does every show at some point feel we need to do a musical
1: bit? It's, it's the worst... Um, execution of a musical episode I've ever seen, because it's not even a full episode.
0: <laughs> just a bit in the middle. Yeah, just a bit, for hell of it.
1: Yeah, it's very hmm. odd. But yeah, I feel I feel a bit weird now. Yeah. I'm, you know when you've you've not left the sofa for two days and you don't know what planet you're on and what time it is. And I feel like we're recording in the middle of the night and it's like quarter past eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I am at at the minute. A bit bit zoned out. Mm.
0: Speaking of weird and zoned out, (laughs) yeah, the black hole. Segway.
1: Yeah, so um, it's about six weeks probably since we actually set this as our homework (laughs) to watch the black hole. I watched it about a month ago, Um, and so I have had to rewatch it. Yep. I don't know if I rewatched it about four days ago, but I honestly don't know if that's going to help with my uh, grasp of the plot at all.
0: I I'm just hoping I can read my notes properly because I know the same I watched it on Saturday, so recording on Thursday today, so we've had about four days, five days space now. And yeah, it's definitely a film of I'm not even sure you can say two halves, it's more of a weird <laughs> lopsided Yeah, it's yeah. it's
1: it's it's a film of a film and then another film for the last five minutes. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird, isn't it?
0: it is, yeah. Oh, God. So, why did you pick for Black Hole?
1: So, I picked the Black Hole because it's one that I I was aware of before we started this project, but I hadn't watched, Mm. and so it was something that I was uh, anticipating watching. And um, it gets a lot of talk on film Twitter. Like, people who watched it when they were kids really enjoy it. Well, I say film Twitter, I mean Disney Twitter. Yeah, okay. Which is very different. Totally different. But um, Although...
0: The way Disney are buying out different companies, it's yeah. going to be the same thing in the like next three yeah. years.
1: Yeah, I know I know you don't like us to date these podcasts as, with our current affairs, but yeah, because the Fox deal went through finally this week, didn't yes, it? Yes, it did, yeah. Disney have already added uh, images of The Simpsons to their homepage. Had
0: you seen that? Uh, yes, I did, yeah. And Deadpool and things like that. <laughs> I'm quite interested to see if they take out all like, the early on-the-nose Disney jokes uh, in The Simpsons from quite early on.
1: Disney do have a tendency they they can take the piss out of themselves to an extent. Hmm. I th- I think The Simpsons do it in a way that they'll be happy with. Yeah. You know, The Simpsons isn't as, you know, it's not family guy. Although they know they must own family guy as well now. They do, yeah, they yeah. Must do. But um we were just t- you're a big fan of The Simpsons. I am. As we've discussed about you, you know, you had your Homer Simpson notebook on day 1. Yep. So, um do you have what are your thoughts on the takeover from of Fox by Disney?
0: As far as the likes of The Simpsons are concerned, I'm very worried it's going to be another 10 years, 15 years, 20 years yeah. of the what's known on the internet as Zombie Simpsons, which is basically everything from like season 12 onwards, where it's all just wacky and nonsensical and yeah. not very good.
1: Yeah, because we, t- we talked a little bit before filming, didn't we? Because I, I kind of said that, um, obviously, this, everyone knows The Simpsons is getting very stale, if they were sort of looking at wrapping it up soon, mm. the Disney are going to now try and see if they can bring it back to life. Without I a
0: doubt. And as I said to you, it would be quite nice if he had a go at a sort of a soft reboot. Yeah. But what that would, the only way it'd make me happy, was if they actually thought about the way the show was written and yeah. tried to dial it back to how it used to be, or try and go a different direction instead of this weird, really on the nose, really crappy dialogue sort of thing they've been doing since, like, bloody hell, 2001 now.
1: Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see, really, won't we?
0: Yeah. Um, As far as all like the other properties are concerned, uh, I'm concerned that it's uh, one company owning too many things, but yeah, bound to happen, yeah.
1: Someone had made a joke on Twitter the other day that, like, Transformers is now the only franchise of films that's not owned by Disney.
0: I think that's pretty accurate. It is. I'm just trying to think now, because, like... Even like when you say like difference between Pixar and DreamWorks, isn't DreamWorks Disney in a long roundabout way?
1: Uh, no, it's but it was DreamWorks was started by uh, people that left Disney because they were disenfranchised at the time. Yeah, so that's why they were such a big threat for Disney at one point. Yeah, and and still are, I suppose.
0: But yeah, it's um... imagine thinking Disney sucks. I'm going to make Shrek instead. <laughs> Oof. Hot take. You forget at the time how good Shrek was. How revolutionary it was crap at the time.
1: I don't I don't want to go into it. I quite, I have a soft okay. spot for Shrek. But Shrek one anyway. Fair enough. But we, yeah, we're getting sidetracked as usual. Yep. We haven't talked about the film yet. We're getting sucked down a black hole here. The things that I'd always heard about the black hole hmm. is that it is a Star Wars rip-off.
0: Which is very interesting because it's more of a Star Trek promotion picture picture <laughs> ripoff.
1: Yeah, I was I was expecting a lot more sort of fa- space fantasy action than I was given.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. And I mean, I'm right like thinking this is the first film. I mean, it's only rated PG, which for Disney, it's them going hardcore adult. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah.
1: cuz at the po- at the time that this came out, every film had been a, a U. This was their first sort of PG. Yeah.
0: I think I can pinpoint the moment when that happens as well.
1: Oh, you definitely can. Like yeah. there is a it's like someone presses the PG switch almost, isn't yeah. it? Uh but we'll get to that.
0: We will, yes. Uh
1: yeah, we're go- we're going to have make loads of sort of Jibes about the ending before we get there, aren't we? Because holy crap, mm. what an ending! <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't, if you're listening to this podcast, we'll give you pl- and you haven't seen it yet, we'll give you plenty of warning before we talk about the ending. Because I feel like the ending is something you have to see in context for yourself, yeah. Because holy crap, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, I find. When I was making my notes, I found it really hard to keep sort of a, a... It was very hard to keep track of the narrative because... Was
0: there one? Precisely,
1: yeah. It's It felt like a feature-length episode of Star Trek in that it was loads of people just standing around talking about bollocks all for for the whole run time of the film. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll try our best to kind of...
0: Yeah, I say Cover this should be the interesting. Uh, so, before we get to that, how did you watch this film? So, actually, I watched it in
1: two methods, oh. <laughs> which is another thing that we can. Uh, two get. method, Tim. <laughs> two method, Tim. Yeah. So, my first method, I uh, I rented it off Amazon, um, as I've been doing with all the other films, and then we've <laughs> I've already talked to it with you on Twitter. Um, I realised suddenly that. We are watching all of these films that must be on Disney's streaming service, which is £5 a month, and a lot cheaper than me renting each film separately (laughs) off Amazon. So I feel a bit stupid that I hadn't thought of that. And yeah, when we went on to the streaming service, all of the films that we want are all on there, because of course Disney threw all of their, well filler films <laughs>
0: fantastic
1: so um yeah we've now got uh disney plus it's something that we had about a year ago um when we lived back home uh, back in york um but we'd got rid of our we'd stopped our subscription because it the actual app itself is really not great mm. um it's not very user-friendly and um at the time we didn't have a smart tv so we were having to use chromecast to to take it from our phones Oh yeah, what and, a it, pain. and it really didn't work in that method it just was really buggy and mm. um, but now that we've got a smart tv it's working a lot better but um i've already told told you about this haven't i like the because i'd love to like like you do with Netflix and things, I'd love to share our account with you so that then we don't have to both be spending money. Yeah. But the problem is... <laughs> me spend money, okay. <laughs> but yeah, the, the real problem is um, it's linked to basically one app at a time. So one one device at a time. So even if we, me and Kirsty wanted to watch Disney Plus in bed, in the bedroom, every time we went upstairs, it was asking us to input a new code. So it was basically logging off the living room TV and bumping it up to the so we can't even watch it in separate rooms Right, uh, and I'm not talking about at the same time I mean like moving from one box to another which is abs- an absolute ball Like, and it, it's not the best service like it doesn't keep track of um, if you're watching a TV series it doesn't remember what episode you were on mm. there's no way of keeping a track of your favourites it's very much a, it, it's a very bare bones app but obviously we've got the new one coming later. Yeah. In fact, I've so. been calling it Disney Plus, and it's not fucking Disney Plus, it's Disney yeah Disney Plus is what's coming later.
0: So it's been very difficult for you to binge watch Girl Meets World then?
1: Oh, fucking Girl Meets World. <laughs> I, have, I have been
0: binge watching Boy Meets World,
1: because that is a classic. It is, yeah, good choice. Um, but then I did, out of curiosity, look, because obviously Girl Meets World was really big a couple of years ago, and it is absolute gash. Are we still making it? I think it's just been cancelled, so it's maybe t- three or four seasons.
0: Yeah, considering Boy Meets run ran for, what, seven, eight it, years? Uh, seven years, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit like... Um, 93 to 2000. Yeah, it was a bit like Spring of Teenage Witch in that. Right? It had actual tangible phases in the series as well. Yeah, because,
1: like, it, it, you know, he starts the main character starts at 11 years old and then seven years later is still yeah, in it, so it, it did have a good arc. It's
0: going to start like, basically junior score or elementary, but yeah. then goes up to... Well, is it is it middle school eleven? Um, I don't I don't know how American schools uh, work. I think like uh, elementary, junior, then high school, and then they go to college as well. Yeah, and Mister Feeney teaches them all the way. What are at, chances, eh? Uh, sorry, Rob, but yeah, it's very contrived, isn't it? <laughs> sorry, listeners. <laughs> That's, it. That's a cinema That's uh,
1: a cinema gag
0: there. Uh, also available on We Made This. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah Shout out to Tony. We so there is there's plenty of content on there that's still worth watching. Like there's all the Saturday morning cartoons which I've been enjoying. I've literally like on a Saturday morning been waking up to watch Saturday morning cartoons like I'm a kid and that's been quite
0: fun. Fantastic.
1: But uh yeah, it's it's not the best apps. It's not one of the best apps out there at the minute.
0: No.
1: But yeah, that's how I've been watching it. Fair enough. God we we're, like, we're really avoiding talking about we this are, film,
0: yeah. Um for the record, I watch this legally. Woohoo! it was on sky um on oh the, really yeah the uh, second worst app in the world is <laughs> uh the sky go app Oof, <laughs> awful so i ended up watching it in well you, you get the uh, option to download it computer it's still all like really pixelated and shit because they want you to like buy the massive set top box for like yeah. 100 quid a month and all this lot but yeah it was perfectly fine
1: well, I suppose, yeah, because they've got this, the Disney movie channel, haven't they? So they'll need to fill it with stuff during the day, I guess. Yeah, they
0: do. I'm going to be quite interested what happens if they're going to release a Disney app or, or expand it with Fox now. Yeah, that's and a point. because yeah. now Sky is owned by Comcast? It, because Fox wanted to buy it, but they got outbid. So I'm very interested to see where all the different mm. pieces move as far as the UK is concerned.
1: It'll be a good while till we figure out <laughs> till everything lands in place and then we'll see where we're at. Yep. But yeah, so on the version that you watched, actually yeah, if it was a TV version I'd be interested to find out because on the version I did your version have an overture with a pitch black screen for like the first 3 minutes of the film? No. Interesting. Did it go straight to the credits? It did, yes, yeah. Because on Amazon and on Disney, the film started with um Oh, I tell a lie. It wasn't three minutes. It was two minutes and thirty seconds. Oh, there cool. is a, there is a musical overture to a pitch black screen, and I honestly thought that
0: my telly was broken. <laughs> it's really weird because like you know, for something like Ben Hur or like Gone with a yeah. Wind, would always like have I know like a curtain or it actually some screen overture.
1: Yeah, I with... mean, for 1979, I feel like this is really late to be having still that sort mm. of. That theatrical sort of element
0: to it. Yeah, I feel like it's a ninety-minute film. We don't need an overture. It really didn't, and, and think... it's not
1: the kind of plot of
0: a film that's particularly overture-worthy. No, overture should be reserved for like your free 4 four-hour film, where you, they used to legitimately have a break in the middle when you sort of cinema. But this is definitely not it.
1: And none of the music was particularly memorable enough to be like. The overture wasn't the popular stings that you're going to hear throughout the film. It no. was just like
0: it's. It was it was odd. Was it something completely separate? Because I read on IMDb, uh, there's a claim that this is the first ever film that was written completely digitally. You no, know, really, with instruments and such. Yeah, So but someone wondering if that overture was part of it and they wanted to. Maybe show they. Off.
1: Re- yeah, maybe they really wanted to show that off. Yeah, yeah I can believe that. But yeah, it so. I'm sat there, like, really confused, having to literally... I, I was pausing Amazon to check that my screen hadn't messed up or anything like that. Yeah, yeah and then straight from that, we get into the uh, credits, and yet again, animated credit
0: sequence. Oh, yeah. So this time, we've got, like, an isometric vortex. Yeah, it's like ve-
1: vector graphics, isn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> This speaking of The Simpsons immediately reminded me of the Halloween episode where Homer goes into like for three D into three D yeah
1: <laughs> yeah I love it I love I've got a real soft spot for vector graphics I do yeah I uh, in one hand it's so eighties to look at but in
0: the other hand it dates really well it lasts really well I feel I, think, I, I feel the look here that seventies like green sort of thing of, it's a bit overdone the 80s like, yeah purples and pinks and all that yeah yeah I, i'm not i'm not a fan of the whole 80s nostalgia thing anyway but i like the uh 70s sort of thing going on here um, i thought it was really funny though that um from
1: my perspective having seen the overture which was um which we haven't really said but it's it's an orchestral score basically right very sort of John Williams on a budget. Yeah. Which is obviously, the, so the first thing I'm hearing makes me think Star Wars straight away. Um, and then the the sort of grandiose overture is then sort of cancelled out, which I actually laughed out loud because the very first text that comes up was distributed by Buena Vista Distribution. And I was like, this is something that could be wait, wait until later into the credits. Yeah, just a bit. Like, oh, it, it just made me giggle.
0: Yeah. And then we get our first sh- actual shot of a film, which is a very long shot of the ship that our crew are on. Yeah, floating through space. And it's a very dark ship as well. They've not lit it very well, so yeah. it's hard to make out what it is. It was a very odd design as well. The, the word
1: I used for it was it was very chode-like. Yes. In the, it's, it's cylindrical but very short.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it reminded Stubby. me... Stubby. It reminded be Late on of a uh, Starbuck from dwarf.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Because it's got quite bulbous and lots of... Yeah, it's yeah. odd.
0: Yeah, and uh, immediately what sprang to mind here was the length of this shot was about a minute or so and there was some narration about bollocks over yeah. there, And immediately I'm thinking, oh no, Star Trek motion picture territory. Yeah. They're going for the glacial, I think.
1: Yeah, and it was... Um, yeah, as you say, it was a very long shot. Um, And we get to see inside the control room from here, uh, where Vincent, which is a little robot thing, which is a... Oh
0: my god, here we
1: go. It's like they'd given a ten-year-old the task of designing the new
0: R2-D2. It's like they gave a smash robot some crack cocaine.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Oh my. And it's, it's again, very chode-like, stubby little floating thing. Yeah. This is a point where I can mention that Kirsty walked in on me on the second viewing, uh, and she came in on a scene where we were uh, talking to Vincent, and uh, her reaction was, "What the fuck's that? A potato?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's pretty apt when you you look at him. Vincent is a potato. I go with that. Um, Depending how I'm feeling later on, I might just go on a full blown swearing session about Vincent because he's annoying. He is the worst part of the film, in oh, my opinion. Oh, by far. And you, you just know, and I think on IMDB it said that they did do, you knew that this was a thing we're going to try and merchandise around. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they've got their own free CPO on his item.
1: That's it. It's kind of a mash-up between R2-D2 and C-3PO, because he looks like R2-D2, but he's a smug British twat like like yes. C-3PO. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if, you, if you're on a budget, just smash the two together. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and basically Vincent has spotted the largest black hole he's ever seen, and he's informing the other guys on the ship. This was a point where it was an interesting design for the control room because it had um, basically like all the controls pointing into the centre in a circular thing, and a little Disney reference here. It really reminded me of the Armageddon uh, special effects experience at Disneyland Paris because there's a bit um, basically it's like you're in a movie and you're all in this spherical room with fire and the floor's moving and oh, stuff. Okay. Uh, but that's got a circular bit in the middle where all the fire comes through, and it's very like that. So
0: Fantastic.
1: I wondered if uh, the uh, the latter was a nod to the former.
0: I don't know, in all fairness. It could Pro- be.
1: Probably not, but you know.
0: The other thing I liked is we're clearly on a bit of a budget here, and they're trying to portray that there's not a lot of gravity in there. Yeah. <laughs> so there's all sorts of people that... They're doing two things. They're either on strings so can float about, or some some of them literally on their tippy toes, raise up from the floor yeah. to make it look like it's and they a bit come weird, floaty. Yeah, they come up through a
1: through a like a a manhole cover in the floor and it's very obvious like they must be on some kind of uh, platform that's raising because it and it's raising really slowly so it looks like they're floating but then in a lot of cases you see when the platform comes to a complete stop and it's like they suddenly hit gravity and then they have to kind of go oh a bit of jolt (laughs) and then like yeah one person will be doing a a monologue and someone else will like do a loop-de-loop in the sky in front of them like (laughs) getting right in the way um yeah this was funny and it's like in a lot of these films it's very there's some very obvious overdubbing afterwards but i can imagine this set must have been so loud Like to be performing on with all of the, you know, the wires are going to be twanging and the platforms are going to be making a lot of noise, the robot's going to be noisy. So you can kind of understand why they had to do all this uh, re -re recording after.
0: Even the shape of a room, it it can't be the easiest to get a good sound mix if you've got all those walls, you know, reverberating (laughs) off each other. Yeah. Yeah. So as you say, we come across a ship. Was it the USS Cygnus they thought they'd come across? Cygnus, yeah, that's right. And uh, they think that... uh, Well, it's been lost for 20 years. Yeah. And they think that uh, the mysterious legendary Captain Reinhardt is on it. Yeah. As well as um, uh, one of the crew... Oh, the only female member. The mandatory female member of the crew, Katie. Uh, Girl, Girl crew. Yeah, girl crew. She thinks her dad's on there as well.
1: Yeah. One thing at this point... Um, I'm going to apologise for, but also I feel like the everyone involved in the film should apologise for as well, which is that none of the crew... Like, the crew of this ship right now, there's probably about six of them, they are our main characters, and having watched the film twice, I can't tell you any of their names or any of their personalities at all.
0: I'm glad you said that, because I had the exact same trouble.
1: There's, this film... Um, And I feel like this is happening a lot on this show, where the plot has been thought out and the characters were written to fill out, to 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 act out the plot, and no concern for characterization has been given at all. Yeah. Very like, and again, here we go again. Computer war tennis shoes. Too
0: too many characters, not enough characteristics. Yeah, I know. Um, I reckon you could have cut half the characters out here. Yeah, they're not necessary. No, it doesn't feel like it.
1: The number of characters is basically so that later on they can split up and still have someone to talk to.
0: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much.
1: So it's, it's a, enough characters for everybody to split off into twos to then go and do separate jobs at, at the same time. And it's they're comp- some of the characters' only function is to be talked at.
0: It's the old Scooby-Doo thing, isn't it? Because, you know, that's the only reason why Daphne exists.
1: Yeah, and and Shaggy, I guess, to, And Shaggy. for
0: Scooby to talk to. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you're you're exactly right there. So at points, I'm just going to say someone says this, someone says that, because it really doesn't matter. No, I mean that we had some, uh, we've got some interesting actors because we've got um, August Bergnine, yeah, who's uh, one of them, and we've got um, Norman Bates. If that's how but, I've written him
0: down, I've not even got his... I think it's Anthony something. Yeah. Uh, but I've just written down Norman Bates all the way through, you know, yeah. not to typecast him or anything, but... So, again... Anthony I'm, Perkins, so... Yeah.
1: It seems to be that Disney like really likes casting um, famous villains in their in their children's films.
0: Well, it's uh, years after they've been big, so they're probably a lot cheaper. It's yeah. A, it's a name in there. That's it. That'll do, I guess.
1: Yeah, so we... we... Identify that we've got this ship that's been missing for 20 years. And they decide that they're going to board it because female thinks that her dad might be on board still. Yep. Um, and then we get some really good um, model work, which I really enjoyed, actually, where we have the uh, the the ship that we've all started out on basically docking with the Cygnus.
0: Oh, yeah. Is this a bit where... We have Katie and uh, there's a prolonged scene where she's quite clearly uh, getting sprayed in the face with a fire extinguisher uh, as for docking. Or is this an- another bit?
1: I don't remember that bit. Well, what I've got here is that they... Were you watching some kind of weird porn version
0: of this film? <laughs> um, no, I won't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, my notes have got down here, they activate the microbeam, which I can't even remember what the fuck that... That means anymore. <laughs> that's it, yeah. These notes and,
1: are completely new to me now.
0: And then they uh, start being sucked into a black hole I've got written down here, so... Oh, wait a minute. It... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Oh, sorry, these Visa my notes for Pornhub.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's... A hatch on the outside. There's an issue; that everything goes wrong, yep. and Vincent has to go for a quick spacewalk um, to fix it. This hatch that's broken. So
0: prove it's just kick-ass superhero. Please buy the toys. Yeah. We've made a million of these. And um, I remember from my second viewing, well, I haven't actually written it down.
1: So. Um, basically Vincent's um, tether cable snaps and he's floating off into space and one of the crew tries to escape but the captain's like, no, uh, goes to try and save him, sorry. And the captain's like, no, stay where you are. Mm. And he's like, but he's one of us. And the captain's just like, no, just sit down. <laughs> and then after, um, Vincent manages to help himself anyway. He It turns out he has a second tether, which I feel like the crew should know. Mm. And then um, the captain's like, you see, everything's fine, and he's one of us, and we love him. And I'm just like, you would, you told him not to go.
0: Yeah, dickhead, uh, very, very anonymous, faceless captain. I can't remember which one it is now. No, he's a bit of a dick. Yeah. So at least that's one trait for whoever he is. Yeah. Cautious
1: doesn't care about, but you, you know, whatever. We'll never have a trait from him again, probably. No. Um Yeah. So they finally dock on this ship, and yeah, it was some really good. Um, Model work, I thought. Um, I feel like there there was clearly a, a good chunk of money spent on the special effects for this film. Yes, even for 1979. You know, um, we're only a few years off. We're only two years after Star Wars. Mm. Um, so at the time that Industrial Light and Magic are pulling off some, mad, you know, some real mental stuff, Disney weren't that far behind. I don't think.
0: Yeah. So on board, we start getting Vincent's being really annoying. Coming out of all sorts of like, different dead metaphors, like just really cliche shites yeah, that it, rightly annoys the rest of the crew members.
1: Yeah, instead of saying, you know, normal things, he only talks in uh, anachronisms and uh, old wives' tales. Oh, and
0: God. I, Was this thing supposed to be likeable?
1: I don't know, but it's, it seems to be that half the characters... Love it, and half the characters want to kill him yeah. all the time and i'm I am in the later camp, I oh think. yeah, definitely. once they leave their ship um with the one gun between all six of them <laughs> <laughs> um there's some off screen um laser shots which knock out Vincent and destroy the crew's only gun yeah, um, so I' love that only they've got more guns yeah, yeah, um, oh, oh God, oh. I've only got one half a page of notes
0: after this. Oh my god, have I got. Some... Well, the, the good news is I've got like another three pages. Oh, no, thank no, god. No, no, five pages, but what were you doing? I, I, I think I must have blacked out. Twice? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh dear. Good lord. See, this is what happens when you leave six weeks between
0: a recording, Chris. Sorry. It all
1: goes to shit.
0: I'll be less burnt out next time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Apparently I was more burnt out than you by the looks of it. I can can vaguely remember what happens, it's fine.
0: So after some slapstick bollocks uh, with lasers, we have the appearance of what I like to call shit troopers...
1: Oh god, yeah. These we we <laughs> later find out that they're robots, but they're basically red stormtroopers. Yeah,
0: well, they're more brown, hence sheet troopers. Oh,
1: actually, yeah, I'm I'm partially colorblind, so they look red to me. Yeah, they're very pretty brown. Right, fair enough. Yeah, um, these guys. The reason the stormtrooper outfit from Star Wars works so well is they look very practical. Yes, like there's plenty of articulation. Um, the design was based on
0: utility there's, there's clear sections of it you know yeah that you can you can tell if someone was wearing that you know it'd be like a normal shirt normal trousers just but with like shieldy bits all around it yeah this well, is just
1: basically it looks like um the kind of thing you would ride at the seaside. like <laughs> it's that same kind of shit sort of fiberglass that is made out of with shiny bits and I mean, like uh, the uh,
0: Ferris wheel on the uh, Clefot Seafront. I do exactly yeah. mean that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've actually seen little roller coaster thing. And... Yeah,
1: these these. I mean, to be fair, they are robots and not people, unlike the Stormtroopers. But there's zero articulation, so like the whole body is rigid. The neck, they the the costumes don't have a movable neck at all, yeah. and it just looks like really, really cheap, like. There's there's it, no attention to detail at all, and these uh, are the main
0: villains of the piece. It looks like right, you know when like a new Star Wars film comes out. So you go into like Pound World or Pound Stretcher, yeah, or Poundland, and you go to the toys section.
1: That's it. It's the knockoff toys of Star Wars, it isn't is, it? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's exactly it, and it's the same paint job. Yeah. Like it's all one color. <laughs> Have you ever seen the
0: uh, YouTube channel Ashens? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if that's sort of thing you'd review on that. It is exactly.
1: You are quite right. Yeah, yeah. So um, these guys look shit, but they've all got guns, and you know they're quite foreboding. Um, And
0: uh, and uh, well, one the main one is um, called Maximilian.
1: Yes, and And he has even less articulation, doesn't he?
0: he's just like a floating turd.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so he's he looks very similar, but he's got no legs and he floats, and he's got some. um, uh, food processors instead of hands
0: <laughs> god um, he has a thing that basically looks like a like a fan of yeah. a whisk thing which go back to it's his main weapon basically we go back to virtual reminds me of a uh, Crichton's whisk extender that attaches to his groin so yeah everything's kind of reminding you of better things in this film yeah and we've not even gotten to the uh other things yet that are yeah. I even mean better.
1: So we get sort of like them travelling to find basically the uh, the main sort of uh, control room. Yeah. And they go on these little buggies. And
0: this really weird bit where they go on a basically roller coaster ride between little bits yeah. of the ship. And
1: it's kind of weird because I feel like the model work was quite. Good because it was very detailed and quite sort of realistic. Mm. But then once we're actually inside the ship, it's very barren. There's nothing to look at. It's all these giant rooms with nothing in them, yeah. and your robots have no detail to them. So it's just so bland looking once you're inside. Mm. Um, but then they go, they get to the control room, and it is actually quite visually interesting. I thought. Yes,
0: I I thought so. Well, all sorts of, like different screens going on, and yeah, just just a shape of it. Because so far all the scenes. Even when, from like, well, there's Starbug, which is all circular, it still feels quite boxy. Was this one, for the first time, it has that scope of the sci-fi that's promised so much in your overture and the vortex thingies. Yeah, it's
1: very grand, isn't it? There's, there's, um, you know. control panels that are stories high you've got these sort of glowing sort of sphere rooms in inside the main room it looks really good and the, there's loads of loads of extras all manning the decks and stuff yeah. which looks pretty good and uh this is where we meet dr reinhardt yes uh,
0: i've uh, got two names for him okay so i've got oldest for chris pine
1: i thought he looked like chris pine as well yeah he looked like chris pine with a big gray beard he did yeah Oh my god! I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> so I might refer to him as that. I've also got Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, either of those, I'm happy with. Yeah. But um, he, you know, he's the bad guy because he's got a German accent.
0: Yep. And which, he's wearing red, and he looks a bit knackered.
1: Yeah. So this guy, uh, Doctor Reinhard, you can tell straight away he's going to be the villain. Mm. Um, and this is the. Point in the film where it suddenly gets quite difficult to sort of keep a running dialogue of what was happening, because th- from here on out we really get into Star Trek territory rather than um, rather than your Star Trek. Because from here on out, people are just standing around talking for ages.
0: So, I mean, I feel like we should just explain. So it's called the black hole, and to establish. Oh yeah, we haven't
1: actually mentioned why
0: yet. No. <laughs> um, so this ship is uh, next door to a black hole, and. And the ship has managed to got some get some anti gravity thingies on it. So, yeah. as he describes it, it's like a Mexican Mexican standoff. Yeah. So they're perfectly happy being where they are for some reason. And, and for his his master plan
1: is that he's creating a new source of energy that will be able to, um, you know,
0: power the galaxy. Yeah, that be able to get him get him a ship through the black hole and we compel the galaxy from there. I think that's the idea. Yeah. Um. So, Although it takes another 20 minutes before he actually says that bit. Yeah, it's
1: very like, he, he's very slow with describing what he's what his intentions are. Um, we have the point where, you know, we're, we're establishing that they're all on his ship and all of this. Um, but then for no particular reason, everyone splits off to just explore the ship. Yeah. And he's fine with it, which I don't quite understand because we later find out that he's a proper shifty geezer. So why he's letting everybody just wander <coughs> off and find all of his uh, shiftiness.
0: It's very weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean... Because at this point, they've no reason to go out and go no. look him around. No, I mean, they've got no other motivation than... In fact, they've not even got the motivation of, oh, we'll rescue the ship and go away with it. For all they care, can go, oh, everything's fine. We'll yeah. go now. Yeah, because all he says
1: is, I'm here for a specific purpose and I'm fine. Oh, well, I suppose the only the only thing suspicious is the fact that everybody else is dead, I
0: suppose. Yeah, but they don't even really twig onto that until they start exploring around the ship. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, he does tell, he does tell girl, what did you say her name was? Katie. Kate. Katie. He tells Katie that her dad has unfortunately
0: passed away, yeah. which is, yeah.
1: Um, But then, yeah, so he's...
0: <laughs> he's dead and there he is. Brains. <laughs>
1: nope. would, oh, brains. You you joke, but that would have been a way better film than this. I know, this. It would have
0: be been fantastic. Yeah. So dead um, alien zombie space dad yeah. haunting them,
1: and we then find out as well um, through various bits of dialogue that all the people that are manning the controls they're also robots. Um, but these guys are basically just wearing cloaks and they've got a silver face. Yeah. Um, perfectly normal. Perfectly normal. Uh, yeah, like right. a silver mask on, um, and they basically just seem to be very drone-like. They do his bidding, um, and yeah, that's it. I'm at the end of my notes, Chris. So it's uh, oh we're without a paddle from here mm. on out. You, you're in charge. Tell thought, me what happened because I can't remember. I thought this podcast was called Without a Mouse,
0: without a script. <laughs> so, uh, as for all departing, first of all, we get a really weird. Uncomfortable bit with Maximilian and Vincent for robot, where Max, yes. where it looks like Maximilian's going to sexually 60, sixty-nine him. It looks yeah, like it yeah. looks like he's going to sexually assault the robot. Right there and then, it's very bizarre.
1: Yeah, there's a yeah. They're in the lift, aren't they? With this other yeah. one of the other um, pilots or, yeah. or space people, and uh, he just Vincent. No, no. Maximilian Ma- just turns turns over in midair and hangs upside down for no reason. Yeah. But I'm assuming it's to show off the fact that he can do it. I guess so. And it's like, yeah, that's not impressive, mate.
0: <laughs> i was surprised he didn't get his robot dick out at that point. Yeah,
1: know? it was really odd. And then Vincent like does a few flips to show that he can do it too. And it's just like, mm-hmm. all right.
0: Um, So they start walking around and one of them, I can't remember which one, sees some uh, hooded robots... Uh, carrying a coffin. Yeah. And then they have a bit which is a rip off of the end of Wrath of Khan with uh, shooting the coffin out into space. Yeah. You know what? I've. It's been so. I... Although saying that, I think Wrath of Khan came later, didn't it? What did it?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Let's We're going to have to check that.
0: We will, yeah.
1: The thing is, I've, I was never a Trekkie, so. I've, I know I've seen Wrath of Khan, but it was when
0: I was about six, so I can't really remember it at all. I watched all the Star Trek films again before the release of the second Star Trek film in 2013. All right. Which uh, turned out uh, that film was utter shite. But, the, the, uh, but that also was
1: a riff on Wrath of Khan, wasn't it? It was,
0: yeah. So yeah, yeah Wrath of Khan, 1982. Oh, fun Bloody hell. Yeah, just uh, quickly on Star Trek, though, it turns out the old cliche about every even numbered Star Trek film being good and the odd ones being shites is actually correct. Do you think they did it intentionally then for the new ones? Do you think they purposely made a shit film for the second one? No, because the third one really much. Well, I, I don't. I like the third one. No, actually, so like the third one is the best one of the three. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't a fan of the first one either. And
1: then the thir- the fourth one is so bad that they can't even make it. No, yeah, that's
0: right. <laughs> Yeah, so... Um, well, until Tamsina is available anyway. Yeah. God, what a weird rumour that was. <laughs> Could you imagine?
1: That's the good thing about, sort of... I've only really got into Star Trek since the newer films came out. Because um, I remember going to see the first one when I was at uni with friends who were Trekkies. Hmm. And I've really got into Star Trek a bit since then. But it means that I'm absolutely not precious about anything. So, especially like uh, Star Trek Discovery, which I'm watching at the minute on Netflix. Like... Yeah it's funny to watch the Twitter discourse where everyone has a meltdown because a character says a certain thing and I'm just like, well, I don't know anything and I quite enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was fine. It was a bit like um, how when Indiana Jones and the Crystal School came out. Oh, yeah. And I'd only watched the other three Indiana Jones films like, literally like a couple of days before the fourth one for the first time. So right. I wasn't... And, Again, not precious at all. Yeah, not precious at all. Really enjoy Crystal School. Uh, Temple okay. of Doom is shit.
1: <laughs> i What's was take? i only had um the last crusade on uh video that had been taped off the tv and i loved that film but i was never bothered i never went out to pursue the other films and mm. i don't think i've even seen the other two fully but um i, I did not enjoy kingdom christmas Skull, crystal Skull. um anyway it was odd
0: see you a minute Sorry. Pardon you. If, if, before the podcast had a 12-inch square pizza, because things are weird in Grimsby, and now I'm on a can of Monster, so obviously... <laughs> now now I'm in charge of reading out this whole bloody description of a film, this could get quite messy.
1: Chris's burp city right now.
0: Oh, yeah. This is not good news. So, Ernest Borgnine, uh, he meets a hooded robot who can't speak, and... Uh, I said August Borgnine earlier, didn't I? Think I think you er, did, yeah. Er, you're right, Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he comes to a conclusion because like the robot can't speak, has no independent thought that uh Captain Reinhardt he loves playing God.
1: Yeah. But he's very suspicious about the fact that even though they are so drone like, they're giving this very ceremonial death sort of ritual to one that's died, so he he's a bit suspicious that they're in he
0: Yes he is, yeah. And uh meanwhile Reinhardt asks Norman Bates for a date and <laughs> Yeah, and, and basically, oh yeah, this next bit, it cuts in between the two. So we have for dinner date, which oh, includes the whole crew, in all fairness.
1: Yeah, this, this gets a bit Star Trek, isn't it? Like, it does, yeah. Because he's got this extravagant sort of Victorian-style dining room uh, just in his ship. And it feels like very, it's very demagogue sort of extravagance and opulence. It is,
0: yeah only takes 10 minutes to explain as we've already said that he wants to travel through the uh through and beyond the black hole yeah which finally uh, some plot this I, is the I, first semblance of it
1: yeah and another, it's been a very long time since we've call, actually mentioned the black hole as well in this film yes it's always visible through a, a window but it doesn't it's not really
0: relevant half the time. And bear in mind, believe it or not, I think we're already about forty-five minutes into the film at this point. Yeah,
1: and it's been—you know—we had uh, the beginning had a lot of promise because we had all of the stiff stuff out in space, but this last sort of half an hour has just been so
0: dull. They've been trying to just do build-up, and the problem you got thinking as a failed screenwriter you sort of need to get this out of the way in your first third. And if you're, yeah. an, if you're a 90-minute film, you should be on to being suspicious of Reinhardt by yeah. the 30th minute. It's
1: Yeah, you're right. What was I going to say?
0: Just well, then? The problem is it also gets padded out as well. So it intercuts with another scene of Vincent yeah. doing a load of bollocks with uh, the other robots oh, in yeah, a the shooting bas- game. Basically
1: in a shooting gallery yeah. with the other robots, which is unnecessary, really. The only the only sort of plot that's established is that there's this black um, shit trooper that is supposed is called Star, and he is the the prototype that's you know the best version of this robot, and that's all we learn in
0: this scene. See, I don't even remember Star. I don't think I made any notes regarding him.
1: Oh, and we also meet uh, this beaten up version of Vincent as I, well. I didn't even catch
0: his name. I, I just called him Hick for the film cuz he sounded <laughs> yeah cuz he's got this w- really fake sounding american drawl <laughs> you'll know this because i've only seen it once but isn't for a shitty pickup truck in cars with the same accent yeah to- by
1: Tomater by Larry the Cable Guy yeah yeah this is yeah this is Larry the Cable robot isn't it but he's oh god yeah oh this whole bit is just boring it's yeah. it's kind of it, like robot racism, isn't it? Yeah. These two sort of... You've got Vincent and the old droid that are float- floaters. <laughs> <laughs> Versus the shit troopers.
0: Yeah. Um, A lot of shit going on, definitely. But,
1: but it's never like... It, it never if they're trying to build up sort of like a racism or like an inequality in the robot ranks it's never brought up
0: again but never no never do and Vincent's such a smug twat in this scene
1: yeah he, so, he knows he can shoot and so he shows off a bit doesn't he
0: in, in the end he decides to do a shot that deflects and actually kills his opponent like yeah, actually fall and shoots him through the hat and he's uh, I mean he's like if anything I can't stand it's a sore loser like oh just fuck off and also, like... You failed Smash Robot. Fuck off.
1: And also, we've kind of established this g- guy's star as, like, the best robot, and then he's instantly
0: killed and yeah. doesn't come back. That's probably why I'm not making notes on him. Like, what is the point of this scene? It doesn't do yeah. anything. But I think this is the, hey, whoa, look at Vincent. He's so cool. He's so wacky. Please buy our action figures. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's really, like, at this point, you're just like, there's this plot is so convoluted all we need to know really is that this guy is a a crazy
0: scientist that wants to go in the black hole but it takes forever to tell you that i've actually made a note here so their discussion about whether or not it's nuts uh, right um and the one about oh yeah the the, uh, robots could be humans with emotions and all this lot this is 15 minutes in so yeah i was i was Right, so they're only just kicking off now.
1: Yeah. 50 minutes of just getting to the point.
0: Yeah. The the crew decide they've got to get out of there, essentially. Uh, I think most of them want to leave Reinhardt to his own devices. Just like, yeah, fuck it, let's just leave. Yeah. And uh, there's a bit of disagreement there, but as they're running around, I notice the the other thing when um, Reinhardt reappears... Is now dressed uh, like he's leading the Galactic Empire. Yeah. He suddenly adds a cloak to his repertoire. He does, yeah. He's like saying, I'm evil now.
1: As as if you didn't know already. Like, the instant you see him as an audience, you're like, this guy's a twat. Like,
0: I'm surprised he didn't pull out a as well. Yeah, he might as well have done.
1: He's a smug, smug bastard. I mean, him and Vincent should have been the, you know. Yeah, he should have had Vincent instead of Maximilian.
0: They would have got on like a house on fire. That would have made for a much more interesting film, actually. Yeah, like Vincent. Well, not really, because I don't. I don't think he's charismatic at all. But I think it'd been far more interesting if had this like really friendly, toyetic, yeah, uh, robot who turns out to be evil. While it's Maximilian, is like really cold and nothing yeah. turns out to be the good guy. But I mean, you can't do that at Disney, can you? No, You've got to think about you know marketing.
1: But eventually, yeah, it's not... Re- I, I, we can't really go into the plot that thoroughly, but eventually they decide that he is the bad guy, which we've known all along. Oh, yeah, and then quite And then escapes try to... Escapes begin.
0: Plans are put in motion. And then it turns out that some of them can talk to each other through telekinesis as well. Yes, it's it's never explained
1: how or why, but Katie can talk telepathically to Vincent the robot. Yep but that's the only person she can talk to telepathically and it's the only person that Vincent can talk to telepathically, but it's never explained why that's the case. And that's really annoying. That's the thing about this film. It takes forever to describe things that take no time to describe and then doesn't uh, tell you what's going on in other places when it would have been really cool to have found out a reason why this woman (laughs) can talk to a fucking robot telepathically.
0: It just uh, reminds me of Escape to Witch Mountain. Oh. I, I, I think they just thought, oh shit, we'd better overdub some voices here. Just got some like random they, shots from just staring blankly into space.
1: You're right. It's probably just um, these were shots that were all done in uh, post production yeah. because they suddenly realised there were plot points that hadn't been resolved, so they just decided they could talk to each other. Yep. And it's just like, oh my god, so annoying. Because I think this
0: is the only way they establish that Norman Bates. You might be, it might have been brainwashed or binding into Reinhardt's yeah basically plan.
1: basically he's he's um the most um positive towards Reinhardt's plans and he he really wants to stay on board and be part of the experimentation yeah. which is uh, it, which is it, understandable it, like he
0: does want to be part of the plans yeah he sees Reinhardt as like a mother figure yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah oh old chris pine you, you you see chris pine and instantly think mother <laughs>
0: Oh, sad (laughs) brother. Our old mate Norman—he gets talked out of it pretty quickly. Well, say he gets talked out of it, he goes over to one of the robots working away, takes off his mask, and it's a zombie—or a very old man drained of all life. It
1: was the the zombie makeup effect was basically what you do. You know, when you're a kid and you've got one uh, face paint and it's black. Yes. So you just smudge everything in black. (laughs) And that was the effect that they went with. Yeah. And again, kids film, I understand why. Um, and that's the catalyst that makes everyone go, fucking hell, get out of there.
0: Oh, a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is his uh, death scene as well, as uh, Maximilian shows up. Yeah, Maximilian shows up and... And gives him a bloody good in with the whisk. <laughs> yeah,
1: which uh, he holds a... The book that he's holding in his hand out as defence, and it goes straight through the. It goes straight through this paper book that he's holding. What did he think would happen? I don't know. Oh, I guess no books my one true weakness. I guess it was so that they could have an effect shot that didn't have any blood in it. So you see pages that are met flying everywhere, which are the metaphorical blood, and then he falls down a big hole.
0: I, I guess he had way too many white blood cells, huh?
1: White pages? No. That was the most tenuous thing I've ever heard. <laughs>
0: Thank you. I'm here all night. Yeah, i I've got to drink my monster. I was in gonna say, uh,
1: you drink that monster in shame.
0: <sighs> Feels good to be king. <laughs> is, it, is that their slogan, or are you just trying to? Nope, just trying to pick myself up.
1: We we are not sponsored by Monster. Nope. It Would be nice to have a sponsor. It would be. If you if you were if this podcast was sponsored, what would your Thing that you'd want to be sponsored by what product?
0: Um, one of those weird squeegees you get on the tele shopping advert. You want to be, you want to be sponsored by JML? Yes.
1: <laughs> just there's just a JML video playing in the background all the way through the whole podcast. Yeah.
0: Well, if we think about it, if we could kind of like get into a telly shopping, you know, sector. We could like record twenty of these episodes and put them onto, like, four, D, uh, four CDs. Yeah. So it's over nine ninety nine. and just have, like, a list of our episodes scrolled up the screen for, like, a minute. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, QVC will be calling. Who needs a Patreon? <laughs> this uh, podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a dream, honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm putting it in there now in uh, to put the for- good fortunes out there.
0: I, I think I'll have made it in life in general, if I can get to, say... Uh, Any the, project at all sponsored by Squarespace, you know you've made it. <laughs> yeah, I want to say get ten percent off by using the code without <laughs> <laughs> using the code kidswall <laughs>
1: <laughs> using the code Waltz frozen head.
0: <laughs> Does anyone actually have a Squarespace uh, website? I don't think I've ever actually seen one in action. Um, <laughs> I reckon it's a square space in the front for like drug trafficking.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I've, I've, I don't actually know anyone. Wix, I see a lot of plenty oh, yeah. of Wix websites. Yeah, because
0: Wix love to tell
1: you that it's a Wix website all over it.
0: Yeah, just like I've got them Wix Wix. <laughs> I've my WordPress among myself.
1: Right, where were we?
0: Uh, I don't know. Um, I've forgotten. Escape uh, plans. Oh yeah, no, uh, Norman Bates being Roger to death by a whisk. And from here on, we actually do speed things up, and it does
1: get it, quite action packed in a good way.
0: Well, I, I will say his kill as well. This is the beginning of the action packed stuff you're on about. So yeah. he flies into all sorts of, well, well, he flies into like the little bit of like lights and everything explodes, and it's quite a nice effect. Yeah. Um, and. And um, very... what happens
1: next, Chris? There's a weird I, I bit. mean, I do remember... <laughs> of the, course. I remember the exact uh, order that scenes happened, but I'm just going to let you uh, read them out for us. Oh,
0: thank you very much. It's about Should... time someone on one of my podcasts let me do this. <laughs> oh! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a very weird bit. I'm not sure if I've heard this incorrectly, but old oldest for Chris Pine like whispers to Katie as she's escaping save me from maximilian
1: yeah yeah oh my god yeah on my second viewing i noticed this um obviously having watched till the end previously so yeah maximilian kills norman bates then he said, then old Chris Pine says to Katie, Please help me and save me, as if like Maximilian's the brains of the outfit. Yeah. And then this plot is then complete it's dropped. It's dropped instantly. And Maximilian isn't the mastermind. And
0: he, oh, it's weird. Why not just cut that line and dialogue out?
1: I don't know. It's obviously like, I think Reinhardt's uh, doing it as like a, an escape mechanism to make her trust him again mm. for, and, and hopefully he can win her back. On her side, but yeah, it just as an audience member who don't know Reinhard, it feels like he's being genuine.
0: Yeah, it does. And there's not like Kate doesn't go like no fuck off or anything like that. It's just like runs away
1: because as well like as I said before the all the. Um, all the crew members from the ship at the beginning they all have um an extra person just to talk to so that we always know what they're thinking yeah. whereas reinhard even though he's got maximilian he never speaks to we never see maximilian speaking to reinhard in fact we never really see reinhard on his own we always see it's always from the perspective of the crew members, I think. Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, so we're never privy to any dramatic irony. We never know what Reinhardt's up to. So we don't have any knowledge of whether he's telling the truth or not.
0: No. It's very weird. Um, okay, I think for next bit, we finally get to the Star Wars rip-off. Yeah. Yeah, where we're actually having a gunfight. Exactly. And it's all right. It's fine. Yeah, so... You're- nothing too offensive about it the music's a bit on the nose Yeah, it's very adventure music isn't it and and I'm sure there's a bit where it's slightly lightsabery but other than that perfectly suitable
1: so yeah you've got some of the crew um, shooting at some of the ship uh, troopers that are on uh, a a gangway above and then they sort of get them in the crossfire because Vincent and the other robot go the other side and shoot them from behind Mm. and it's it's um it serves its purpose. Yeah. It's not special but it's it feels great because we've been so mundane in the in the run up. Yeah.
0: It is Somewhat of a nice uh, pick me up. I mean, yeah. they sort of ruin the scene because they give a big moment to Vincent again. Fuck yeah, off, Vincent! Fuck off, Vincent! Where um,
1: hashtag fuck off, Vincent? <laughs> yes, that's that is the official hashtag for this episode. If you if, if you wanted to contact us about anything, just yeah. use hashtag
0: hashtag fuck off, Vincent. Fuck off, Vincent. Yeah. For anything whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, Squarespace. If you want to get in touch, hashtag fuck off, Vincent.
1: With the promo code fuck off, Vincent. <laughs>
0: So he, um, the Hick robot gets shot point blank in the face and starts uh, either flying or falling towards oblivion. I can't remember which way. And so <laughs> up Vin- is down, down is up, left is right, who cares? So Vincent floats in and saves him, literally like carries him in his arms like he's Superman or something. Even though he hasn't got any. Yeah, exactly. So I don't even know how that worked. And... For one moment, it looks like they're going to kiss, but they don't. <laughs> yeah. A bit disappointing, really.
1: One thing that I just want to say like, the Vincent style robots, they have these ridiculous, massive, like, dinner plate size, n- completely <laughs> unexpressive eyes. Yeah. And uh, unlike C3PO or your R2D2s, which have a good degree of movement, mm. like, Vince, these guys don't look like they're.
0: They can, they're looking at anything. Thing is, even with like R2D2, you can tell how it's emoting at any moment. Yeah. That is the genius. That's why it's a fucking bin, for God's sake, a bin on wheels. But it's so popular because you always know what it was thinking without it saying anything. I mean, having Kenny Baker actually
1: inside the R2D2 model at all times, actually acting, because he was there, like, moving it and giving it a wiggle, whereas Vincent is. Just static, almost all the time. He, Lifeless.
0: He's the, he's for bin from three, two, one. No. Oh, the, dusty bin, dusty bin. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's. I fucking hate Vincent. I really three, do. two, one.
0: I'm doing, I'm doing my hand gestures. Three, two, one.
1: That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, very very speedy. Yes, I can't do that. I've never actually watched three, two, one either. Uh,
0: I've only seen it a couple of times. Hey, apparently, I'm not old enough. Neither sh- uh, well, yeah, I, neither I, are you. We're the n- same age. Neither, neither am I. But yeah, I know all these older references for some reason. Uh, who, who's the host it? I can't remember now. But apparently, he, he, he admitted that he cheated with the three-two-one thing because when he did the three, and when he did when he did the two, his uh, his middle finger was already halfway down, so he's already up a one basically oh. in the motion. So That's- it's so quick you don't notice that he's not doing it. His natural sleight of hand. Yeah. Oh
1: Well, that was really riveting. Thanks, Chris. Yeah.
0: Me making references to old TV shows. Who would have thought? At Kids Swore on Twitter. S-W-O-L. I mean, I, I, I vowed I was going to stop doing them, but I've got like more ideas. So.
1: Yeah, I thought you were uh, suffering burnout and we're going to you know, reel it in a bit. Why are there still lots of... I don't know. Why, why, are, is, why I... is Vince McMahon talking about Coronation Street, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: Oh, God, I'm going to end up in a bloody mental institution at some point. That's
1: twitter.com forward slash kidswalt. Yes. Don't go there. Please don't. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so what, what what happens next? I mean, I know, I absolutely know, I remember yeah, it vividly. You, it's all I'm,
0: in your Mickey Mouse notebook, there, yeah, all I, written in.
1: Can we just take a point as well at this time to mention that you've had a completely different notebook every single time we've recorded?
0: I know because what happens
1: is—you know—you can use a notebook for more than one writing at a time,
0: right? So, so here's what happens: I I do an episode for you. I put the notebook in the car. The notebook hasn't left the car yet. So both the Super Mario and the Simpson and the Homer Simpson notebook are still sat in the boot of my car because I've not taken them out in two months. Right. So today's notebook is um, Fight Club Pro, which is a wrestling company in Wolverhampton. That I go to quite often. Right. This is quite an old notebook. I bought this like two years ago. It's like a skinny little thing, but oh, look, there, there's my notes for Frankenstein right. it's for Cinema archery. Bloody hell Right, old. When was that? Frankenstein was episode five. So this is 2017. But... Look, Chris, we've we're getting
1: sidetracked again. We need to talk about this film. We need to textualize it. The quicker we get it over with.
0: Um, so yeah so that was the Star Wars bit Um, Ernest Borgnine, Borg 9 for some reason pretends, well say for some reason he pretends he's broken his leg and he goes to whoever is with him because he's got to talk to someone else as we've established no go ahead without me and it turns out he's faking it and then he goes back onto Starbug and he drives away but then he gets shot out of the sky immediately for being yeah. a coward.
1: Yeah. There's this weird thing where, um, and again, I think um, I got this more from watching it a second time, but um, Ernest Borgnine's character, he kind of tells everybody, we need to we need to escape. I'm not waiting for you if you don't want to escape because we're definitely going to die and I'm going to escape and you can join me or not. And everyone goes, no, no, it's fine. And then like later on he does the same again and everyone's like, don't worry about it. So then he fakes a broken leg to get into the ship and then they're still surprised when he leaves without them. <laughs> and it's like, you you put him in that situation that he had been flagging you yeah, up on for he, ages. He did
0: warn you, you know.
1: And they're all getting like, oh, you bastard leaving us over here. And he's like, I'm doing exactly what I said. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> Straight away you get shot shot down.
0: Well, yeah.
1: bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and basically, apart from seeing the uh, the robot funeral, he's done nothing for the whole film. Mm, pretty much. Apart from waiting in the ship in case anything... That was the but other thing. He was the person that they left in the ship in case things went wrong to sort of escape. Yeah. And, and that's what he did.
0: But, I mean, say he's not really done anything. None of the characters have really done well, anything, Well, no. Nobody's they?
1: done anything. People have witnessed things. Yeah.
0: They've just run round. A couple of them have shot a few of the other... Uh, some of the shit troopers. But that, you know. Yeah. And... So I think this is a bit where it starts getting a bit weirder and weirder. Yeah, we're not at full-blown weird just yet, but they suddenly a meteorite storm appears. Yeah, and it it's
1: just happening for a bit of an exciting thing to happen.
0: The watching it, and I had to watch it a couple of times. It doesn't feel like them, it's fair. As in, it's quite clearly been superimposed onto it because the the meteorites don't actually collide with anything. They just float and it feels like they float through objects. If you remember last time we recorded, we were talking about
1: Star Wars and how with the special effects they had to make sometimes um, translucent to appear on the screen with uh, multiple layers of effects. And I think this is what they've done because I had the same thing. I mean, things were moving too quickly for me to be sure but it felt like you could see the ships below them through the asteroids as if they were almost clear. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they just felt... It was almost like a ghost asteroid attack, wasn't it?
0: I, for a few minutes, I questioned whether or not it was actually there, because... Or do you think it was like an illusion of some kind? I don't know, considering what happens afterwards, because the other point is, and I might have got my science completely wrong here, because I did absolutely shit at science at school. (laughs) Wouldn't they burn burnt to death just by being anywhere remotely close to them?
1: Because of the heat, Because of the
0: heat of them, yeah. I know this is applying super logic into a Disney sci-fi film, but...
1: Yeah, I don't really know how hot things work in space, because if it's in a vacuum, does that mean they wouldn't be felt unless you were literally touching them? Does the heat radiate? I don't, I don't know. I don't fucking know. But yeah, it was... Sudden, it felt to me at this point like... the When they'd very first decided they were going to rip off Star Wars, they'd had a sort of board meeting where some bored people had decided on these certain criteria that the film would have to hit. So you'd have to have your model shots where you've got your spaceships in space. You want asteroids, you want robots, you want laser fights. And at this point, I felt like they'd obviously had a draft of the script and finished. Yep. And then a board member or a CEO of some kind walks in and says, where's the asteroids? And so they literally just had to throw them wherever they would fit.
0: They missed a trick here, though. Why? Um, the uh, the uh, game with Vincent and the star earlier on, they should have been playing asteroids instead of what would look like Space Invaders.
1: Yeah, oh, that's that's a point, actually. This could have tied into that because they're... For the target practice, they're shooting out of a window, aren't they? Yeah, Into yeah. space. So this could have been a point where you could have called back and you could then have had Vincent looking out the window, shooting down the yeah, asteroids. Even if
0: it's just for one that's hurtling towards us. yeah. Know, they could have done something like that, but nope. It's no. just there, instantly.
1: See, the, every way you look at it, there's ways that you could have made the film better than what happened. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you see, like... you, We start to see bits of the ship sort of breaking up and exploding because of these asteroids.
0: Yeah, because uh, they... Um, Reinhardt's putting the order, you know, increase power to maximum, we're going through the black hole. So at this point,
1: everybody's like, shit, we've got to get off because we're clearly
0: going through the yep. black hole, which is not fun. Um, as this is happening, I just want to, because this wraps up our little robot non love story yeah. between Maximilian <laughs> and Vincent, who finally have a bit of a rummage, Yeah, they don't. Yep. Um, as uh, Maximilian sticks his whisk right into, he penetrates Vincent's. <laughs> And at this point,
1: like, I hated this fight scene because it's between three robots with zero articulation. Yeah. So they're basically just floating in midair, pointed at each other, and, like, you get some laser beams and stuff, but it's just so boring to look at because they've not thought through the designs of their main characters. I
0: think you've got the wrong word here. It was erotic to look at. (laughs) Because... Because uh, while uh, Maximilian's got his whisk stuck in Vincent, Vincent gets out his drill and penetrates uh, Maximilian, who looks like he's on the brink of ecstasy. You know, he's going to orgasm at some point, and um, it, it, they uh, it gets so um, well. Maximilian gets so rousy; somehow, he ends up floating into space. So- Again,
1: Chris, this wasn't in the version I saw. You've you brought your porn hub
0: Notebook. I, I've literally wrote in my notes I might put this scene on Pornhub just to see how it does. <laughs> You've got there's some kind of wrestling
1: reference you can make to this scene. I'm sure you could put some effects of people shouting or something. I don't know. I don't get wrestling. What is it about?
0: It What's not, the plot of it? Not porn. <laughs> oh, I don't man. think. I mean, there's a uh, porn parodies So yeah. anyway,
1: I'm just oh, this film.
0: Shall we get on to... Oh no, well, um, the Hick Hick robot dies in this as well Whatever.
1: Yeah, and we're not bothered We're not. It's supposed to be Again, it's supposed to be an emotional scene between Vincent and the dying robot, but they're they're so void of character, it doesn't matter They're
0: going for this the terrible old cliche of someone's dying on the floor, they've got blood coming out of their mouth, the other one cradles him around the arm and you go No! Ooh, at, we're try to do a robot, but because they can't even articulate properly, it's like yeah, it's two bins that are falling over each other.
1: And again, the the eyes are so expressionless; they're not lined up at each other, so it doesn't look like they're looking at each other. <laughs> it's just so cringe. I think the thing is the um, the these robots; their eyes are on a circular part of the head, and yeah. they have two eyes, but because the head is sort of circular. Uh, it's spherical, the, both of the eyes are then technically pointing in different directions mm. so they never really they don't have a, a stare, they don't have a focal point and it just makes them look dead Yeah, all the time and so, then something I've re- just realised now we've not even talked about is there was a probe ship at some point was there? Yeah, because they uh, very soon they're going to escape in a probe ship that um, Reinhardt had been shooting into the black hole and returning with data.
0: Oh, okay. Um, eh, see, you, uh,
1: Chris, you actually wrote everything down, and uh, you hadn't even mentioned yeah, that scene. No, and I've, I've got, just remembered it now.
0: I've got nothing about a third ship here. So uh, they
1: basically then go right. This is the only ship that we can escape in. But they never do they? I don't think they even get to it. Do they? Do they go into? They it? do. Yes. Yes, they but, get but
0: into it. We'll get onto that in a minute because. First of all, I've watched it twice and I still don't know <laughs> what happened. We The bridge explodes, and I thought I missed this, and I might have done, I don't know. Do we actually see the point of collision where Aldous Foot Chris Pine gets a load of bridge fallen uh, onto him and he dies? Because I look, I feel like I looked away and, you know, while, while the bridge was exploding, because, you know, it, it can't take yeah. the pressure from a black hole. No, you're right. So, suddenly is laid out yeah. dead.
1: So, you're right. We, we don't get an establishing shot of, like, a meteorite smashing into the bridge or anything. Basically, the bridge is just miraculously damaged. Yeah, and you're right. There was no reason for it to be damaged. We didn't get an establishing shot of any damage occurring. It's just all of the gangways are suddenly wobbly, and all of the screens are falling off
0: the, and and everything's exploding. Yeah, in a sort of way.
1: And uh, really old Chris Pine is just sat there. Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi (laughs) sitting in his throne room, in denial that anything's happening, sort of. And then a big screen falls on him and kills him. I mean, he's dead. Yeah, Um, thank God.
0: Um. Before the main event, I just want to get on to, you know how we said earlier on about how this film's PG? Yeah. So the moment I think it's PG is that they end up on this probe ship, as you mentioned. Yeah. And one of them says, better get the hell out, the ship's (laughs) breaking apart. And I do literally think (laughs) it's that one use of hell that made it PG.
1: You're probably right. But then it gets like, this is where, spoilerific time... Even though we've spoiled the rest of the entire
0: film... Sorry, listeners.
1: I still think it's worth turning off the podcast now and watching that film. Or even finding... Just, I'm
0: sure it'll be on YouTube as a single scene. Yeah, it's the final seven or eight minutes.
1: Yeah, because basically the ship is fucked and it's going in that black hole whether they like it or not. Yeah, And they all sort of resign to their fates. And they say, like, well... Let's hope he's right and we're going to be all right.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and then how how do we describe what happens next? Oh
0: god, don't make me describe it. The, <laughs> it so,
1: starts like the um the boat scene from Willy Wonka. Yes. In that everything suddenly gets really psychedelic.
0: Yeah, like really dark uh colorful but like really darkly applied. Yeah. And all sorts of different stop motion photography to Lots give of that filters, sense. Yeah. Yeah, to give that sense of um stretching close-ups of people's
1: faces yeah. um the room the the actual um cockpit they're sitting in is spinning around them or they're spinning yeah. it's hard to tell which is which but everything goes to shit basically uh, as they're going through this di- black hole
0: the digital soundtrack has gone full on yeah it's so, just, someone's dropped the uh synthesizer in, a yeah. in, in the vat of coke
1: which then feels really uh at odds with the rest of the film which was an orchestral soundtrack, suddenly we're going synth crazy. Yeah. Um there's looping like um uh snippets of dialogue that are so uh distorted and muffled you can't tell what anyone is saying. No. Um which I keep assume- I kept assuming on both viewings were dialogue from earlier in the film but I couldn't be sure.
0: Um if it's on a budget probably but yeah, yeah. couldn't uh, tell you.
1: And uh, we see a shot of um, Reinhardt and um, Vincent out in space, which was really <laughs> confusing because they were inside a minute ago, but there they are just floating,
0: and he doesn't <sighs> seem to be dead at- anymore. This is so weird. And so, oldest for Chris Pine, floating in space as suddenly the gates of heaven open? No, the gates of hell open first. Oh, right. Like- Oh yeah, I've got it the wrong way around. Yeah, it says okay. So we go straight to hell. So what
1: happens is, and again, this I, I was really paying attention on my second viewing. Yeah, but um, Reinhardt's floating in space and alive. Uh, Maximilian is floating in space, <laughs> and the two come together in a holy matrimony of uh, rummaging, r- rummaging with a robot and a and old Chris Pine, um, and then. It, we zoom in on his eyes chris pine's eyes and as we zoom out um his eyes are, are appearing out from um the inside of maximilian the robot who is on the top of a mount, of a cliffside and as we pull back the shot was so reminiscent of the ending of Wicker man in my thoughts yeah you're and right. as we pull back everything's getting dark and red and there's fires coming up and basically yeah you're right the imagery is that Reinhardt and Maximilian are in hell.
0: Yeah, and, as one and entity. There's,
1: and I don't feel like there's another reading of it. That's that is
0: exactly what it is. No, um, I I think they were going for something deeper, meaningful, but they also didn't want any subtlety about it. Yeah, yeah, it's quite obvious what we're going for. And it's kind of there is a bit of foreshadowing in the film in that.
1: In the very first scene, when the cast, the main characters are still in their spaceship, there are two references to hell. Yeah, um, and that's as deep as this film gets. Yeah, like that's that's it.
0: <laughs> and maybe, and again, that's why it's like PG references to yeah. hell. Yeah, it,
1: it gets it gets really sort of creepy, and again, the the soundtrack is very ethereal and weird, and doesn't really yeah. it, it very disturbing <clears throat> sort of imagery for what's. Been happening before then, <sighs> but yeah, it carries on. It carries on panning backwards. We see shitloads of people in cloaks, um, sort of standing around. And I wasn't sure if these were supposed to be the people that he'd killed. I
0: reckon so, yes.
1: Because they were, because of the cloaks, they look very like all of the uh, the sort of zombie people on the ship. So
0: does this mean that all these people are actually inherently bad and they deserve to be there in hell? Yeah, along I wondered with
1: that. Him? I didn't know if it was. If oh. they were just an image for him to see, that that's why he was there. Maybe. Oh, if there were lost souls and yeah, it was just you know, yeah, very weird. And then as we pan out, then we also see like a a, a white corridor above this, <laughs> which the ship ah. flies through, and uh, it's a really long sort of almost like a crystallized corridor, and it's very bright and white. And we're following um, a woman in a billowing outfit which is obviously supposed to be an angel and the ship is being guided off into heaven
0: i think it's like the bit in 2001 where he's like going down like we're like really freaks out he's going down like the tunnel bit this is towards the end and i think this is that scene as interpreted by someone who's really into god and all that lot
1: yeah it's got that kind of whiff of um someone who is ripping off imagery that they've liked but don't know like why it works. They don't know why it works, they just liked the imagery kind yeah. of thing. So there's no sort of there's very little depth to it. It's all very literal, mm. there's no metaphor or anything like that. It's just they he went to hell, everyone else went to heaven. And it's so weird. Like it just it feels so left field, so non sci fi it's so non Disney. So non Disney, yeah. Because Disney in general tend to really steer clear of um religious subtext because they don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. And that's that's something that they've stuck to for decades. And then the
0: film ends. Basically, yeah. I mean we've got our final shot which is a bit of a crappy stop motion uh shot of a ship heading towards the moon, again trying to get that sort of two thousand one sort of yeah. vibe behind and yeah, it just ends. It's I don't know how to explain this one really. It's, uh, it goes from Star Trek to Star Wars to 2001, but yeah. none of it works.
1: No, and it feels very jarringly separate. Yeah. Considering yeah, so let's let's just go straight into final thoughts from here. Let's let's wrap it up because okay.
0: bloody Nora.
1: So do you want to go or shall I?
0: 1st um, uh, I'll go first. Okay. I, th- um, I think I've just basically said. What I was going to say, though, because it's, it's so jarring. I mean, it had the potential to work. I, I assume they were working on a lower budget than the... You know, the, compared to Star Wars, Star Trek. Yeah. Even 2001. but you just can't decide what it is. No. And I think as a result, I don't know who it was made for. I mean, I know we went on about to Computer World Tennis Shoes. It's, it was too juvenile to be adult but too adult to be juvenile yeah you know it's very,
1: yeah you're right there in that sort of way
0: it's it stuck in an in this in between where you can't actually pinpoint anyone who it's designed towards because no. even you can't even like say oh yeah it's an out house audience because it's pretty straight-laced and it's got a bloody uh robot talking fucking cliches all the way yeah. through you know it's Again it's one of these that tries to be everything and as a result is a load of nothing.
1: I'm gonna have a really spicy hot take here. I know that's usually your domain. Yes. But um I'm not a fan of the film Up very
0: much. Oh that is a spicy. I know, take. I know.
1: Because and for for me, the you know how everyone always says the, the best bit of the film is the very beginning sequence yes. with um where you see the whole romance and life of Ellie and Carl um I absolutely adore that sequence but I feel like the rest and I know the rest of the film thematically fil- fits in but it's a very different plot yeah. to what's promised at the beginning.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: And, and for me personally I'm not bothered and I I like the emotional core of the film that runs through but I don't really I'm not bothered about the plot of the film from there on.
0: Yeah.
1: And I feel like there's a very similar disconnect with this mm. but in reverse so it's the end of the film that is really interesting and weird but the rest of the 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 preceding film doesn't doesn't hold up and doesn't lead anywhere where you were th- thinking it was going like considering how long is spent with a weighty plot that you then think um there's there's no payoff we we don't learn anything that's then going to influence what happens at the end because what happens at the end is batshit bonkers Yep, and it just feels like i've sat there wasting so much time when i could have been watching just the end of the film (laughs) almost and as well like the music in this film as i said like it's very much trying to ape um sort of john williams style star warsy tones but definitely on a budget because it's almost like video game music in that it loops very, very quickly. It does. And it, yeah. again, on my second viewing, I noticed it a lot more that I was really getting pissed off with how, you know, a, a song was basically a thirty-second loop going over and over again for minutes and
0: minutes and minutes. I'm sure it wasn't even that. I think it was that she like four bars of her music looped over. Yeah. Especially was... like the beginning bit as well over the title sequence going into the, like the first bits of the film. It's literally the same little bit. It's so, like a NES game.
1: Yeah, it really is um old fashioned in its style. But it just really the music didn't hold up, the plot was boring. Um visually I thought it was doing more it was getting things more things right than it got wrong.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So
1: the like the model work especially I thought was cracking. Any scene that was outside of the ships I really enjoyed. Um they did a good job of uh, making the models look like they were large objects i thought mm. so they there was some good use of like lighting on the inside of ships to make them look uh big yeah uh, but yeah this this film didn't it didn't grab me until it did grab me
0: <laughs> and then can you argue did it grab me the right way.
1: We're going to have to talk about gems, aren't we?
0: Yeah. Um, All right. Shall I go first? Yeah, go on then. Um, I'm going to give it a four, which I believe is my lowest score yet. Wow, okay. Um, I wanted to like this a lot more than what I did. And I think this is the first genuine disappointment okay. of a podcast, because I sort of knew what I was getting with the other two. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it works as a film, and I don't think. Well, I, I'd be surprised if Disney, who are, were happy with how it went, either. Because I've still got all those Vincent figures stuck in that warehouse. <laughs> I'm definitely going to look
1: and see if there's any merchandise for this film, and if this, I, if I can find anything, I'm buying it. Definitely. I, I
0: have read this one up. Apparently, they are huge collector's items now.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. Because nobody bought them, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the problem. It's never it never makes money for Disney at the time, but then later on, it's it's worth a shitload for the people that bought it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So what did I do? I did, I did four for the computer war tennis shoes.
0: I'd. Or did uh, I, do... I, I think it went five after I gave you a bollock if I went to go one.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Which, you know, it was the right call, wasn't it?
1: So I did five and then I did six for the... Yes,
0: that sounds about right.
1: I'm I'm going to give this one a six. Okay. Um, ooh, ooh. Because there were a lot of... I mean, from what I've said, you'd think I hated it, but by the end, I was rooting for this film. Mm. And I, fi- I don't feel like I should have and the other thing is I do feel like it's a film that I will recommend people watch this is the first of the three that I would say to people to actually seek out at least for conversation afterwards yeah. I feel like it's there's there's plenty to be said about the the ending and I feel like I don't know I did I didn't enjoy it until I did enjoy it okay And having watched it twice, I did find myself endeared to it the second run through, Mm. and I do think it got better from the second viewing. Um, I don't know if that's because... For the second viewing, I purposely didn't put a a notebook in my hand so I could just sit and enjoy it and just recap what I'd watched. But then, as it turns out, I didn't write anything the first time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. there we are then. Yeah, that was for Black Hole
1: considering how much I did enjoy it at the end, I feel very lacklustre talking about it because it's so difficult to talk about the plot.
0: Yeah. <sighs> dear, oh, dear. Weird. I'm
1: glad it's over, though. Yeah. Why am I giving it such a high score if I don't like it, Chris? What's wrong I with me? I don't know.
0: You were ready to give Computer water Issues a 1, now suddenly you're giving this a 6 for being ambivalent towards it. Oh, God.
1: No, I'm sticking yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, you got 6 it now. It's, it's a 6. It's yeah. definitely a 6.
0: The Gems are final.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so it's your turn
0: to pick our next film, Christopher. Okay, then. Um, uh, I think, as I explained off air, I originally was tempted to choose a particular film, but if we're running still around Halloween time, I'm going to leave it till then.
1: Yes, it's very themed, that one, isn't
0: it? (laughs) Especially now with you doing your spin-off series with Kirsty. Yes, Uh, because
1: then we've got... uh,
0: it means I can't do Halloween sound now because you've. Uh, yeah,
1: it's a separate
0: thing now, Chris. Yeah. D D-coms are out of bounds. I mean, I, I was doing this podcast on the promise I'd like do Brink and all <laughs> that at one point, but now I'm not. I'm, I'm stuck with the actual films. So, boo.
1: Maybe we'll get you on as a guest.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> we'll guest
1: on your own podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fantastic.
1: <laughs> okay, so what are you? What have you settled on then?
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with one of our dinosaurs is missing because I really like the title.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm so in on board for this. Yeah. I'm excited, and I already know from looking that it's on Disney Plus.
0: Fantastic! <laughs> I have to find see if it's on Sky. If not, to the site, the old Pirate Bay. So you you're, you're only
1: getting them legitimately if you've already paid for them in, some, in some way or That's other. That's right,
0: That's how it should be
1: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay then so where can people find you on Tinternet? Uh,
0: I mean, we've already mentioned about four times but Yeah, well, I mean, my personal one is at kids on Twitter, but I've also uh, got another podcast, at Cinemarchu on Twitter uh, com. gets you the link to the We Made This page where you can listen so do that, thank you
1: and uh, if you're looking for me online, uh, just head over to Squarespace and put in the promo code um, Epcot is shite. <laughs> oh yeah, well I should probably say where you can actually find me, shouldn't I? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you were just you were just staring at me then. I was like, well, what what, what do you want from me? Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, Twitter dot. Uh, what's my Twitter handle? Timbal's RH. Timbal's RH, that's the one. Yeah. And the official one for uh, this podcast is Without a Mouse. Um, so if you want to let us know what you thought about uh, the black hole, if you've seen it, let us know. Um, and uh, we'll probably mention it on the next podcast.
0: Yep. And also, what's the one for your geek fun? Not to date it, but.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's the other thing as well. Yeah, there's the Geekathon that we're doing, me and Kirsty's charity event that we mentioned at the top of the podcast, um, and that is JustGiving.com forward slash Geekathon for. Right, let's go. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.